Welcome to this episode of Healing Through Talks. Uh, today we're going to we have a special guest at Black Ascension Group, and the conversation is you, America, in today's times. Okay, so I'll go ahead and get started on that topic. So yeah, I'm Lex. I'm uh, I uh, creator of the non profit group called Black Ascension Group. You can find me on Instagram at black dot ascension dot group or BAE bag. Uh, so tonight's topic that I want to discuss is just the times. Uh, uh, you know, pretty much what do you feel what's going on in the times? So that's why I had you plus America the times. Because we live in this country, everything what's going on. So, uh, so I wanted to, to touch base with people that we have on this phone line, uh, the brilliant minds and point of views that we have, um, just to get a deeper insight of what they think and some of the things I may be missing and may not know about, and some research they may have done, and there's the topics that skills that deals with you and uh, in America and the times. Uh, so, uh, so some of the things we'll be kicking off is the most recent time is today, for example. Uh, we had an OK, and then we had a twerk video that was supposed to represent the OK somehow um, for the Black Lives Matter group organization. Uh, so we'll be hitting on that. Uh, we'll be hitting on what happened at the Capitol. Um, we'll be hitting on goals and things we should be buying. Uh, and just where you think the direction of this country is going, and are you, uh, are, are we, I guess, as the Black Diaspora, are we including that direction, or, or are we going to fall off? So I guess I'll start off the topic, or not the topic, but one of the questions I'd like to ask the panel here. Um, can you give a list of maybe three things, five things, or, you know, uh, at least we would have it more than one. Now I'm just going to come up with the uh, question of what are some of the things that we, and when I say we, as the um, Black Diaspora, whether you consider yourself not foundational Black American or foundational Black American, we'll get into that uh, topic a little bit uh, later in this conversation. But uh, just what are some of the things that we, uh, the Black uh, community, uh, should leave behind in 2020? Um, I'll start off um, by saying... Um, we need, you said leave behind in 2020? Right. Okay. Well, we need to leave, we need to leave behind, um, the trinkets. What I mean by that is we have to really understand our buying powder and what matters. And I feel like as a collective, we need to really understand like what matters as far as finance go, um, and how we can build upon that. So Gucci, designer, all that stuff is to me has been canceled. Should have been canceled a couple years ago, but all of the name brands are canceled. Unless they're paying you to wear their clothes, don't do it. Um, so I'll start off by saying that should be canceled. Then um, the reason being is we have to start associating like what makes us feel good as things that actually are good for us. Um, so the line would be what makes you feel good should be something that's also good for you. So if a bacon, egg and cheeseburger makes you feel good, the question should be, does that good for you? And then if the answer is no, then you shouldn't do it. Whether that be in relationships, does that relationship make you feel good? If it doesn't, then no. 
does that job you're in make you feel good or or okay no, I'm sorry it does it is it good for you right if the answer is no because we all individually know what's good for ourselves and we should understand what's good for ourselves in the collective then we need to be able to answer those questions and then take actions upon that No, and I wanted to say that I, I want to touch on what you said, that I totally agree with the whole, um, like, branding and uh, clothes and designer wear. I thought that would be something we left a few years ago. I totally agree. Um, and yet, Gucci seems to be making a comeback for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Um, I was going to ask you, as far as, as student community is right now, do you think? We're finally on that bandwagon of producing our own um, clothing wear and wearing it ourselves. You know, food was essentially for us, by us. Or, or do you think we still have to, it'll take us a few more years for us to get to the point where we're no longer ordering Gucci and big ass lettering on our you know, front of our chest? I think that the people, I think at that point you're able to separate. I think that's where the separating happens because I also feel like in this year has been a lot of separation even with like the cosmos all the way down to like our real life. So I think that it separates, you're able to kind of see the people for who they are, right? So like if you see someone rock and all that stuff, then you can kind of understand their, you know, where their mind is. And so at that point you can just tread accordingly. Almost like... If you think, like, if I, I like to use, like, um, you know, like, I, like in a video game, the bad guy. Like, I would consider, like, if I see a black person, like, this may sound harsh, but, like, if I see a black person who is, like, Gucci head to toe, and then, like, the conversation is all about that, then I, I kind of put them in, like, a box of, like, oh, okay. So I know our limitations on, like, our conversation is going to be geared towards things that don't matter to me and then my energy possibly could change like oh here we go again (laughs) like you don't know already haven't caught the wave man so um I do think it's gonna take to answer your question it's gonna take some of us more time and then some of us who get it got it and not to say you can't dress on that huh I mean do you think do you think it started that that movement more of us do you think it started or is it still like we're we're still asleep in that i mean i see people on social media still doing that like some of my peers and such but as a whole like all the people on this platform i haven't so it's like i guess it was 50 50 like i can't really say um and i don't know what that means like is it does it mean that if you buy one um designer item you're exiled off the woke island like no so it's kind of like it's hard to I don't it's hard to say I can't really like I I feel like I'm kind of contradicting myself in the sense of like I can judge and I don't want to you know what I mean like I can judge and assume that like because you're in Gucci head to toe that your mindset is not where it needs to be or I can just be like well maybe you just like Gucci and so that's my thing it's like I constantly kind of like in limbo with that personal belief but in my experience to answer your question are there people who are not catching the wave absolutely like there are still people who are going to buy gucci versus like bitcoin or who have more faith in like the jordans than bitcoin like it doesn't 
Like, it makes more sense to, like, put it in a tangible item versus, like, see it grow. They may not be able to see that vision. No, I, I did. I feel like I heard some other folks were going to chime in. Yeah, um, so I think, uh, you know, I agree pretty much with most of the points that have been made. I think the, I think that there has, there is a shift, um, from, I think there is a shift to the understanding of, of branding. And I think there is a shift that, um, that more people are a little bit more aware than they were before. But I also think this challenge is, um, you know, we're combating decades of conditioning that, that hasn't intrinsically made designer a part of our culture. So it's, it's kind of, it's like, it's like a American pie. Like it's just a part of what the culture is. And, you know, I noticed, like I follow this one guy, he makes his own sneakers and they dope. Like I would buy more if they didn't sell out so fast. And I feel like a lot of people do support him and he's doing really well financially. Um, but also at the same time, like he's buying designer. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's like I'm supporting black, but they're still supporting right. the brand that I'm trying to move away from anyway. So it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's, we still associate brands with success. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're still kind of in that mindset and even, and, and then it also becomes like, you know, you want, once you're financially successful, you want, you want your people to have the best, right? So let's say you do have all these investments in order, then it's like, all right, now what? Well, you have all this disposable disposable um, income. Like, what you going to do with it? You're probably going to buy some, some sneakers and, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's a matter of prioritizing. And it's kind of hard when your priority is looking fresh. Mm. You understand? It's kind of hard when your priority is is looking fly. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, I have sneakers. I don't. I ain't spending no three four hundred dollars on those sneakers. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I keep a good hundred twenty dollar pair of sneakers on deck. And but I also have some Nike stock. You know what I'm saying? I wish I'd have bought way more when I was way younger. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I just have a better understanding of stocks at my age. So um, I'm able to start really filtering my, my, my money into the stock. And I literally emptied my savings and just went all in with my stock. So, um, you know, that's I think that's just, yeah, that's just something I kind of, you know, gained a better understanding of. But I, I don't, I wouldn't even, like, I don't even, like I don't expect us to stop wearing designer. Like I don't. I don't really expect us to stop. 
I, I do expect us to start continuing to to start supporting more people as their brand grows, uh, more more black independent, you know, fashion designers. Um, but I don't really see us shifting away from, you know, I wish Gucci had stopped, because I'll be all in, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just don't really see, um, I feel like there's another point brought up too, but uh, who, is this, uh, was that Ian speaking? Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. I'm just making sure I got the, uh, the names of the boys. So uh, I guess I have a question for you guys, too, not to keep on this uh, designer uh, topic for much longer, um, but I had a, a kind of a question in my head is that, so I'm okay with, you know, of course, the, the people who are designer, and then if they own stocks, like you said, you had Nikes, you own Nike stock, that's a smart thing to do. Now, uh, and I know, like you mentioned, uh, you know, Foreign designers come with a pride or a badge of success, right? Uh, and the more money uh, you make, and the more expensive the designer is, you know, that's that's a, that's a huge sign. So, you know, I make this uh, enough money to, to afford this. So, of course, that is simple too. And what about so? So, if you put those designers on the table, what do you think about people who wear a designer that specifically dislikes your people? And if the person continues to buy that or wears what they may have, what do you think about that kind of person? Does, does that rev you in any sort of way? Or do you just go and they just continue to like what they like and that's that? Are you saying, like, if I see somebody wearing Gucci, do I look at them differently? Yeah, so for example, let's say, as as far as we know, Nike hasn't said anything or done anything to... Um, to, to, to downplay, I, I guess, the black community that you know, put big black lips in their clothes or did some swash cut Nike sign or something. Where, uh, you know, Gucci has done it or H&M has been called, you know, black kids or monkey, for example. So once you know they've said something blatant about your community, I've done something blatant about your community, and if someone that's a part of your community still wears that brand, does that change your uh, what you think of that individual? For me, if they, you know, if they are made aware that they, if they know that the company did such a thing. Yeah, I'm definitely going to like, um, and, and I'm going to look at you differently for sure. Like, I, I um, like I, I basically sold my Yeezys, you know, after he started kind of like getting real weird. And I'm to the point now where like, I would be embarrassed to wear them. Like, if I still had him, so that's why I sold him. Like, you know, I don't know what he might do in the future. He might do something I feel like, you know, I can define it as him redeeming himself. If I personally define it as him redeeming himself, you know, I might hop back on the bandwagon of buying Yeezys if I actually like the particular style. But I, I don't, you know, I, and I have, like, younger, younger guys I really mentor, and... You know, sometimes I might buy them sneakers. There's no way I would buy them some Yeezys. And no way would I allow them. I mean, even if it's their money, like, my one young boy, he knows better. Like, he's not going to, he already, he's he's smart enough to kind of, he has a better understanding. Because I've been around him since he was about eight years old. So he has a better understanding. He's more self-aware. He's more aware of kind of, he's more socially aware of what's going on. 
Um, so he won't really entertain that. Some of his boys might. Um, you know, I don't really know the other young, a lot of the other young guys he's around like that, only a few of them. Um, they might still be caught up in the, you know, the hype of whatever's hot. You know what I'm saying? I was 19 before, so I already know. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely look at you differently. Um, if I see you still talking Gucci, like, honestly, I kind of looked at you differently before they came out with the lips stuff because um, I just think based off the area where I'm from, like, with the guys I associated with that or kind of already looked at them a, a different way anyway. Most of them, not all of them, just, you know what I'm saying? So I already kind of had my own stigma associated with that. So and that's just more on a personal level. Okay. Now, um, it looks. Yeah, but uh, something you want to follow up on, Kushan? Yeah, so I had um, questions do come in from the audience oftentimes. Um, welcome, new person. But here's a question that just came in to the, hey, to the to the group. Someone asked, "Why are we putting emotion towards clothes and fashion?" Okay, so I guess I can um, take that. My my viewpoint is that. Well, the, the clothes and, and the fashion is made by a, a certain individual or group of people, right? Um, and I guess the, the reason why I put emotion into it, if you will, is I feel that if someone's going to... It's like wh- wh- where your stuff is made from, who's cooking your food, who's giving you the thing, all that stuff matters. It absolutely matters. So the person, and there's, keep in mind, it's, it's, a, it's a, especially clothes, right? It's a huge, large uh, industry. So it's not like we are forced to wear these designer clothes or forced to wear clothes um, from a certain individual. So the reason why I put emotion to clothing is that I'm not going to be wearing some clothes. I know, I know they're all races and all the above, but it's the most outward with it. And I can pinpoint for sure if this person hates my guts and my group of people and you and everyone else on the phone. I'm not going to give them my money. I'm not going to give them my money. So I have the right at that moment to say, no, thank you for your point of view, speaking of your First Amendment right of free speech. But and I get to exercise that as well. And I just give you my money. I can spend it elsewhere. I can spend the money on you, uh, the person who may have asked the question, who might have a clothing line instead, which will help grow your business. For the money I'm going to spend on a racist person, I could have bought five material of your items and kept the money circulating with my people mm-hmm. because the average dollar circulates within our community, I think, only five times compared to the Jewish community, which is 19 times. So the first thing I'm going not going to do is give my money to a racist person who outwardly is, you know, declared himself racist. So that's why I put some emotion to my clothes buying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you underestimate, um, like, I don't want to say they underestimate the power of money, but like, like you got to be careful where your money goes. Like, let's say, let's say if, if we knew Jordan 
like people was used to say, you know, Jordan's investing in, in prisons, right? And I think I think that that's been debunked. I don't think he. I think we kind of got the Jordans mixed up, but but to say if, if uh, you know we we found out Jordan is funding these funding police, right? And it's like. And we see the bullshit that they doing. The police are doing, and you you claim to be upset at what the police are doing, but you're also donating to them via Jordan. It's like Jordan is the middleman funder. He's he's the fundraiser. So you're giving Jordan your money because you want his product, but you're also mad that the police are on some bullshit but they don't like it doesn't make sense like you're mad but you're, you're still funding them like you can be mad all you want at me if you're gonna still buy my product like you know what I'm saying that's like I'm beefing with niggas in the street but they selling me guns like why are you selling me guns that I could potentially come back and kill you with like why are we continuing to fund our enemies like it doesn't make sense but i mean that's just an example but yeah you definitely got to be mindful where your money goes in all actuality it's not like every time i see a gucci better i give a nigga a crazy look i really don't really get the cared you know what i'm saying like i just know within my circle like to be mindful i don't care what you do you know what i'm saying like because i'm not going to invest my emotional currency into what everybody else is doing. Like, I'm not going to do it myself. Yeah, I used to let that bother me. I don't anymore. I just let people know that in my circle, if you're wearing Gucci, I'm side-eyeing you. But, you know, they do what they want to do. I know I'm not going to support anyone who blatantly shows and exposes their racism. Right, and hello? Um, uh, but yeah, I think Ian said perfectly the line out of the whole thing is I'm not my enemies. That's just that, that, that I mean, my, especially in any that that's made making it loud and clear, I'm just not going to do that. So I think that's the, the great takeaway. Um, and, uh, hey, take, take me off, one. take me off mute. We can hear you. You don't need it. Hey, uh, so, you know, I've heard everybody make valid points, strong points. What, what if, and, and you guys, everybody mentioned their circles, which is usually the, you know, the go-to for, for each individual is like trying to, you know, preach to your circle and give knowledge to your circle. Um, uh, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be uh, awesome to explore the opportunity to uh, school somebody on on how to get them off the name brand and the Gucci and stuff like that and, and reinvest that time and energy and money into becoming your own creator. How do we how do we do that? Uh, I think that's more of the uh, the questions we should be asking ourselves. How do we perpetuate, you know, creativity into our own self versus you know, possibly looking at the other two sideways or, you know, whatever the case may be, if you guys get what I'm saying. All right, we do. And, uh, and what's your name? 
Shanghai Freeman. Hi, thank you. Welcome to the line. Um, so, so I'll touch on that, and then others can touch on that. Um, I just because uh, the main the main topic, not the main topic, but the, one of the questions that led up to the whole clothing question was that uh, what are some of the things that we should leave behind in 2020? Um, and so we were talking about name brand. Um, so and then we kind of continued off from that point. So uh, as far as name brands is concerned, for me uh, to rededicate that. Um, it's to use that funding or the money you would have spent on Gucci and um, use use the, that those dollars to uh, buy clothing from someone else who's already uh, a black community person who's already gone through the research that you're speaking of. Paying for and just buy clothes through them. That's the that's that's the easiest route to do. Someone who's already done the above that like you mentioned just buy clothes through them. And if you're looking to be a creator and you know to, to, to expand upon your own clothing line, well, what's been what's been said, utilize them and that you're saving from buying a Gucci to fund your own to, to start a business. Not a um, individual that has a slight You can also go to Grand Rising. Oh, sorry. Oh, I see how they're marketing. Oh, I see what kind of ads they're saying. Let me take a screenshot of that, which I've done. Wow, that's Uh, awesome. You can also go to GrandRisingPages.com and find your needs as well. Somehow the audio is... I can't hear you. Can't hear you so much. It went faint. Um, Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It went faint. We couldn't hear you. If you guys aren't talking, mute your phone. Sound like you're outside or something. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Put it on mute, y'all. Why is it that? Why is twerking a topic? 
at this point. Because the topic was, let's say you leave in 2020. That's one of the things I brought up. Do you have something else you want to bring up for 2020 that we should leave behind? Please say so now. Yeah, um, we need to leave behind trying to prove that racism exists. That shit is exist. Amen. Amen. I 100% agree to that. I'm tired of seeing fucking if, if this person were black. Like, look at this. Look, like, that shit is old. Like, fuck these people, these white people that don't need some kind of proof. Like, at this point, we're just, are we talking to each other? Are we trying to prove it, it exists to each other? Because who else are we trying to convince? People that don't care? Or people that already know and just pretend like they don't see? Like, it is annoying, yo. Be that shit. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that 100%. I agree with that as well, but I did want to circle back about the twerking because I don't know if y'all mentioned about the video of that possible immigrant black woman. It looks like she could be from somewhere else. I don't know where she's from. But there was a whole hashtag about, what was it, twerking on Washington? And she made yeah. a whole video What is the black stereotype? You have to define that. What's that? I think maybe we should hear a better definition, like what the black stereotype is. Well, I mean, it's it's all of it we've we've heard. You know, what I'm saying when you're we do it ourselves, like oh, because you're black, you do this. Thank you, thank you. You eat chicken, you eat watermelon, you you twerk, right? You you gonna be a rapper, or you gonna be the next LeBron James? You know, all, all of the above. They have a criminal history because of your name or because of whatever. So um, we have to basically, black could be anything, and we need to stop putting ourselves in a box as black is, and black should be what we want it to be. Or, in other words, to each his own. Um, black should be celebrated as numerous things, not just 
what we've thrust upon ourselves and, and accepted, you know, for 150 years or whatever the case may be. You know, so time to change that narrative, in my opinion. And um, that's actually what's my last topic. My last thing I was going to suggest to you, I 100,000 percent agree with the black stereotype because I just a, just a piggyback back off of that. So I, I what I dislike the most is when I hear other black people say that's a black thing or compare ourselves to another group or uh, act like we are incapable of doing this thing that we're doing because it's not our thing that we do. So I 1,000 percent agree. And that's what we uh, we should definitely stereotype is that we impose ourselves behind for sure. Um, you know, I wanted to move on and talk about uh, another topic uh, that's that we're all dealing with in America or will be dealing with shortly, um, and that's the vaccines. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure all of us have done some sort of independent research or just you know, heard some things that there might be microchips in it.
it's <laughs> right but they're like well they're giving you got the nerve to be mad and they're giving you out free bus biscuits you should be thankful at least they're giving you something <laughs> they're giving you something all right something your ass gonna live with and die with <laughs> I'm saying there's people with that particular mindset, and I, um, you know that like you guys, you have it better than we had it back in the day. Shoot, we didn't get nothing. You get at least, you at least you get biscuits, which is interesting yeah, because. But it's almost like, but okay. Here's my thing. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna play advocate. How do we know that this whole yeah, woke ahead. stuff is actually going to work? I mean, like, that sounds crazy. But for the people who look at us, like, what is wrong with them trying to, like... They, they're they looking at us. I'm just looking at both sides. They're looking at the younger people like us. Like, we should be thankful for all the things that have... The doors have been open, all of these things. You know, like, you never... Like, my grandfather told me, at least I didn't get spit on. You know, which is valid. It's like, Wow. That's different. I have not gotten spit on. He's right. So, is spitting on equivalent to us? Like, if someone got spit on and then they see them giving biscuits, doesn't that seem like progress? No. I mean, no, like, for their from their perspective, like... It's easy for us to say, no, that's not progress, but you never got spit on. physicality being done to us. But not in a sense of less mental or less treatment overall. Right. Like, like being in a shifted from like getting spat on to uh, getting sent to work videos to represent MLK. Right. And so some um, people look at that as like you have the freedom to twerk. Because in their perspective, like, I'm trying to gauge the gap between, like, all blacks, right? Because there's some right. of us that feel this way, but then there's also some that do not. And so those people, we have to speak to them, too, because they're a part of the collective to make us all together, you know? Um, Why? Why? Why can't we just leave them where they are? <laughs> Why can't we? If they, I, don't, I don't see the point. If they believe that, if they can't see where the movement is, and if they can't start like decipher what what we should be doing, like what where we should be moving towards. If they feel like it's best that, you know, hey, yeah, go get your biscuits or whatever. If you rather settle for that so that you can just vote for no tangibles and you're just helping everyone else bring all these different people here that's gonna pick up jobs, put people put black people on the streets, like if you're not thinking about what it's where your people are going to wind up it's just like I don't really want to fool with you I don't care to convince you if you don't want to go on our side and fight on the right side of history I don't even want to have nothing in my opinion I'm done talking I've been talking I've been trying to convince them I'll just make a mockery of them now I'll just laugh at them now right and, and I and, and I get that. The mindset. Go ahead. No, I said I get I I totally get what you're saying. Like I totally understand and I believe that to be valid. But I also get what they're saying too. And so that's where I'm at. I really understand both sides to the point of 
um, I can't, it's, it's, I decided to just choose me, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I was going to say, there's, there's no one technically in that scenario, no one's really wrong, but there's a whole lot of room to be, you know, to be, to be better and be right. Um, so in that scenario, like for me, it's like this, it's like, they're, they're, it's both the book. They went through so much, and I can't. Mm, I, I cannot take that off the table. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You can. I mean, we may hear the word here and there, and like power, which I heard a beach a few days ago where I lived. But no one's calling. You heard me what? No you heard what? Us. Wait, what? What? Say white it again. Power. White power. White power. Okay. Now you're saying you heard that where it kind of. I didn't hear you. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were saying. Uh, like I didn't hear I what you said. I just heard I something where I live. Oh, and then... sorry. You have to. Yeah. So I, I heard it where I live near the beach. So when I was just having lunch, I, I heard a truck go by and someone said those words. They didn't say it to me, but uh, I heard it. So I'm assuming they said it to maybe some group of black folk uh, while I was going to be uttering it around white folk. Um, so, hmm. you know, we may hear that. We do see. And we may get killed, of course, by the police, uh, which is happening. But I don't think that has, I don't think the frequency of that has changed. I think that's always been like that. So I guess I have to say on a consistent basis, because they were getting killed by cops too. But on a consistent basis, it wasn't like the everyday Joe below was sicking his dogs. We don't get dogs sick on us by our neighbor, for right. example. Well, we don't get lynched going to school. I mean, in that, in that, in that, you know what I mean, in that way. So they might get lynched, but they're shooting us down in the street. I mean, well, they right. The and I agree with that. Able to kill us, and they get off. You know, slap on the roof. I mean, no, I totally. I'm, I'm with it. I'm just like I gotta. I can't. My brain doesn't allow me to disconnect from the struggle. And what I mean by that is I understand it. So I can't just be like, well, fuck right. you. You don't get it next. Like, it's it's not even like that. Because I, I didn't deal with that. So I can't, I cannot but speak. I'm literally speaking all, everything I speak. I haven't physically dealt with a lot of the things that have been given to us as a whole. I'm taking on the energy that has been given to perhaps another black man who's gotten arrested like that. But it hasn't happened to me. But I'm somehow... I'm taking that energy on to me to fight something that didn't happen to me, if that makes sense. It, but it feels like it happened okay. to me. But if they don't feel like it happened to me, then why do I feel for them if they don't feel for me? Like it doesn't like is the color really matters? Like that's why I'm I'm just really I'm really trying to dive deeper to the point where I don't want to just be like, yeah, black power, yeah. And then like really but do I really believe that? Like <laughs> like do I? I mean, do we all? Are we all living our life in that way? Or is it just sounds good? Like, basically, okay, my so question I is, are you living a, your life Monday a, through Friday, black power all the way, or are you just talking about it? Like, is it changing your your actions? Is it changing your actual physical job structure, your house structure, your money structure? Like, is it really shifting you, or is it all in the head? I mean, of course, all of them have to happen. It, it can't happen overnight. A lot of us have to work for, you know, different races, corporations. A lot of us can't just say, oh, you know, I'm lucky. I, I work for white folks, but indirectly, so I don't have to deal with them on a regular basis. So for me, I'm, I'm straight when it comes to that. 
but I have, I know I have a lot more money I need to get to, and I would like to work for myself. So there's definitely things that need to happen step by step. But when I'm talking about when it comes to this whole voting thing, like when we're talking like all this pandering that's going on, where they can insult us and twerk up marches and hand out biscuits and, and collard greens. And it's like, oh, you should be glad they're handing out collard greens. They're handing this stuff out to insult you and then tell you to vote. So then you go vote for these people who aren't giving you anything. And that affects all of us. See, we're going to have a big time backlash. I'm sure most of us on this call, we know that. But we're going to have a big time backlash because of those people that want the biscuits and the collard greens and they want to twerk at marches. Because of those people who believe in voting for nothing, just because they're scared of Trump, it affects all of us. So I feel like it's very important to speak out about that and separate ourselves in a sense of, okay, I really don't want to, like, yeah, I'm not saying you can't, you know, interact with people who voted for Biden, but I just feel like, I'm, you know, everybody does what they want to do. But for me, personally, I don't want to, like, if I can't, if I can't explain to you what's going on and you take it for what it is and you're like, okay, so I can agree with that. You, we can agree to disagree and move on, but I don't really want to fool with you. I'm not going to keep wasting my breath trying to explain it to you because obviously you you just want a peaceful place to die. That's what Tyreek always says, and he's so right about that. Some people just want to die peacefully as opposed to going to war. But we're already in a war. Right, and then um, I was going to bring the topic back around, um, but I just wanted to hit on a few things that were brought up. Um, what I think it's the, the, the issue between, I guess, if we would call it the elder generation and ourselves, it's exactly that. It's just a generation. I mean, they've seen more things, including what we're currently in. So with that being said, when we say we're struggling as, you know, our generation, you know, the millennials and so forth, those are probably on this phone call. Our viewpoint started off since we were a child and now, right? So we have a smaller time period of its plan to, to view what's going on. Now it's kicked up. What we perceived is kicked up a lot quicker in these last short years. But we still only have 30, 35, 40, whatever you know, amount of years of experiencing this stuff. Our parents and grandparents have way more. And they've had things like dogs sick on them literally every day, lynchings, including everything we. What they've gone through is everything we're going through plus more. Right. Because they so also have the eyes, colored. They're probably. Right. I was going to say, in their eyes, they're probably looking at them and I say, struggle. What are you talking about? <laughs> we struggled way more back then because mm-hmm. we had everything you had plus more. So what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Technically, you got less. You still get shot in the back. But you, you got dogs getting chased after you. And that's why I think that's where the difference in their mindset is compared to us. Because we keep I keep telling them it's so bad, it's so this and so that. Mm-hmm. That I think they're, they get defensive and say, mm-hmm. You're not honoring what we went through to pave the way for you. And you're talking about you have it way harder than I've ever had it. <laughs> you crazy? <laughs> yeah. 
And just to add a little bit, today my grandfather was like, today my grandfather, because I actually, and then this is another thing, we can't speak, like, you have to have these real life, like, situations to speak to. Like, if you're not talking to the elders and really understanding them, then it's not good to, it's like hard to speak on the elders if you don't understand their struggle. Because when you hear them talk, like for me, my grandparents, when I hear them talking, he tells me about Mississippi, which I'll publish that episode, but it was like so heart-wrenching. But I just had like a one-on-one conversation with him about him growing up in Mississippi. And he's like very fair-skinned to the point where his grandmother may be white. But how he dealt with all of the craziness, the color. Like he told me just briefly, I'll talk about it. But the colors and the whites, you know, fountains on top of that where they would give him vaccines. And him and his brother would be so scared because the lady, the light lady would just like push the needle into them so hard. To the point where today, till today, he's like 70. He will not get a shot. Like, he's so scared. And I'd be like, Grandpa, like, he'd be like, no, it's because of that lady. I'll never forget her, Miss Whatever, who used to, like, shoot them so hard up in our arm. And, like, we'd be so scared. And then where, you know, that we would drink. Like, just all types of stories. and all, But it's just like, there's no way I can be like, I got it hard. <laughs> right. The thing is, And the thing is, we read these stories. And we feel for them. But going through those same stories is a hell of a lot different, I bet. I bet. So, like you mentioned, until we go through something like that, I, I always have that. I give the, the elders a, a, a an asterisk box where they can live and chill there because they went through some tough shit. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine in the future the shit that we've been through and some 20-year-old, you know, 40, 50 years from now is going to say, oh, man, it's going to be... I'm going through some tough times in, in, in 2088. Um, I know some elders that are not with this mess. They see what's on these, and they're not trying to vote for this nonsense. Right. There's some elders that get it. There's some elders that still stuck back when they were going, growing up and coming up. And I get it. I'm not trying to disrespect them. I got a real problem with the people that are like Generation X, Millennials. I got a problem with those folks, the baby boomers. Like I got a, I got a problem with them more so because y'all should know better. The elders, you know what I'm saying? They kind of get a pass, but you can't really change their minds or anything. But when it comes to people who know they should know better, like come on. Like I don't, I don't really have too much of a like. I don't. I'm not sympathetic to them at all. Like if you're voting for that, and knowing that you know, like don't get me wrong, Biden being in office would benefit my life in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not like high paid, but at the same time, I can't be selfish and be on this individualism type of thing where I only care about myself. I care so much about my people as a collective. I'm willing to vote or not vote if it's going to benefit my people. I can't just go off of what's going to benefit me personal. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that does. And I just wanted to kind of uh, ask the, the the rest of the folks in the Zoom call. I don't want to just be blatant asking for getting the vaccine or not, but excuse me. I guess in a world where I'm assuming a majority of us would say no, that we're not getting the vaccine. So I kind of want to pose this 
question out to the folks that would have in a certain scenario that quote unquote let's just say the government doesn't say this but businesses start saying hey if you want to come in to see a movie you gotta be vaccinated if you want to go shopping at the mall you need to be vaccinated if you want to go shopping you gotta be vaccinated um want to get in an airplane which i've heard i've heard uh i think i've read an article i mean i've read an article and i'm trying to remember if it was international flights or domestic but i think it was international where if you're arriving from another place internationally you have to be vaccinated to arrive in the united states so if those of you going on vacation i don't know if there's you know more rules than that but there might be a rule where if you go on vacation you, you come back you gotta oh get yeah you do so you do because I had okay. to cancel a trip okay. out of abroad. That. Yeah. Say that again. No, I said I canceled a trip abroad because they said you have to have the, you have to have the COVID shot like coming back or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a live thing that's actually happening. We have someone that uh, that knows that for sure. So, I guess based on those guidelines, like there's no travel, international travel, there's no you know potential shopping or going outside through you know the old ways of living if unless you get a vaccine if that was you know if you had to be living the way you're currently living now for the rest of your life or take the vaccine i guess which route are you going Shit, that's hard man i think i think my biggest challenge would be how are we proving we took the vaccine? Like, what, what's being used? Um, because um, fraud is real, and people are very successful at, at, at being fraudulent. So, um, you know, I would recommend uh, figuring out you know, who's the one to speak to in that regard. But um, I guess it's just a matter of how how people are proving, like how secure is that verification? You know what I mean? Because like, for example, like daycare, um, when they ask for, uh, when they ask for um, records, uh, immunization records, um, they kind of look for like a, a typical spreadsheet, like a Google Doc spreadsheet. And, you know, that's easy to manipulate, <laughs> quite frankly. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the question is how, how, how easy would a COVID vaccination be to manipulate? Like, I, I like know, the fact that you said that. I really do. Me too. Yeah. Anyone who has a test, please send email me. <laughs> <laughs> Screw up on your name. <laughs> I'll do the rest. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm telling you, I want to see what they look like. <laughs> I done manipulated some government documents. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe I've done car titles. Wait, I'm wait, done. wait! Don't don't put yourself. Up. It's a it's a recorded I'm line, sir. Right. It's a I'm recorded line, sir. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. allegedly. 
I mean, I've seen people. That's, that's not I've done, but like I've seen. People, right, you see the right, and it's been on the movies. The movies I seen on the movies. Yeah. Yeah, I seen in the movie where this guy he uh, changed his uh, auto insurance that had a paper auto insurance. He didn't have insurance for a few years. It got pulled over multiple times, and it flew pretty well. Hundred percent successful. But that's just in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't want to think about that, man. We're gonna to have to skip this one because I don't want to. That's kind of depressing. But you know, I, right. um, I, I've seen some people dodge the flu shot, you know, by um, manipulating certain things. So, just depends. Yeah, it's gonna. I can. I can foresee the future being tough like this. What us? Um, Krishana. Uh, Sheba, I don't know if Tamika joined us or anyone else on this line or Sean. Um, anyone else have uh, any uh, their viewpoints on that scenario where if they say, hey, you can continue living like it's 2020, 2021 forever, or you can take this vaccine and the world is yours again. What are you going to do? Why well, are somebody saying that the vaccine, their body is so strong that they can, they're, they've been having vaccines their whole life. So what's this next one? Meaning, if we if we think if we think you said but you don't think people died from the flu shot when they first were testing it. You don't think people died from the flu shot when they first were testing it. Hold on, can you speak up? Oh, I said you don't think. Do you think that people weren't dying from the flu shot when they first started testing it? Do you not think that there's a certain level of oh, casualties okay. after I mean, each you're test? Right. Like, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sure. Right. But that's the whole problem. There hasn't been any long testing done. I'm going to need at least 50 years on this daggone thing before I even think about taking it. Oh, my kids. Well, just think about that syphilis one that they did. It's, they the killed the syphilis one that they did with all those black men. They still had to, they had casualties and then they still kept it going and then, you know. That's just how they do. Well, They're gonna it like this, right. So let's just say let's let let's, let me say let me put put it like this. Let's just say there is no um, a hidden agenda with the vaccine. Let's just this is all what people would consider a conspiracy theory on the table. And let's just say this is meant to cure COVID, one hundred percent true, and they had good faith in everything. Even underneath that influence, you don't push out. A, uh, a vaccine that quick or else people will get cerebral palsy and have uh, heart attacks have seizures one lady can walk straight because she's pushing every few seconds and uh, those kind of side effects will occur if you're pushing out something that you totally couldn't you know you didn't research it long enough I mean an experiment takes years to see especially with the um, um, a population size of, of the whole of 300 plus million people in the United States. That's going to take years to, to figure out if 300 plus million, you know, to make it the safest potential possibility. You can't, you can't do it in, in a few months. And you start telling the, the whole population, we all need this. And then that's the, I mean, if it's your own health, cool, go ahead and sign 